0: Okay, so good morning. Uh, I, I mean, I like good morning. Yeah? <laughs> good evening is also okay. But uh, good morning gives the sense of the good is still going to come whole day. Good evening, good night looks like it's gone. It's going to go away, isn't it? So that's why we have a norm that when we meet for the first time, we say good morning. Of course, we don't follow it. But um, which one sounds better? Is it good evening, good good morning, good night. Yeah. <laughs> good night sounds the best, correct. Why it means shut off and now I am going to sleep. Right? But uh, do you think it has a meaning when we say good morning, good evening? Does it make sense? Does it have an effect? Anyone? What do you feel? Does it have an effect? Yeah, yes. Okay, so whatever we speak has an effect. And uh, is it scientific or is it just one of those uh, feelings? Yes, scientific, good. But anything scientifically to validate it okay let me put it like that speech has an effect right so what are the components of speech one is the word good morning namaste whatever doesn't matter and there is the second component of speech and what is that well that is but speech itself just the speech Expressions I agree But just in the speech One is words And second is Sound Sound Yeah, tone, sound Which comes first, sound or word? Sound Right, animals communicate only through sounds We have learned to combine sounds and create words Alright So sound has an effect This is proven It's well known Words have an effect I don't know whether there has been a study or not But uh, definitely words have an effect we, You know when we read something How it affects us Maybe a novel, maybe a book, maybe anything When somebody tells us something Which is very hurtful Does it have an effect? Very simple everyday observation, no? What happens when somebody says something hurtful? It has a damaging effect, is not it? what about sounds the way we speak the tone supposing you ask your dad that look you know i want to go out and dad okay what does he convey i am saying okay but actually it's not okay isn't it so in all communication you'll have sound and you'll have word now this is a special faculty given to us but we don't use it it's a pity Because nobody teaches us how to use it. It's nobody's fault. Just that we have grown up, we are taught words, we are taught grammar, we are taught languages, we are taught literature. But we are not taught how to use the faculty of speech. And if we know how to use it, it can do wonders, as you rightly said. It can build bridges, it can build relationships. It can, you know, by the power of the word, we can invoke powers and cosmic forces, what are called as deities, gods, by the power of word, you know, what is what is it called? The, the word that can invoke a greater power. What is it called? There is a term to it in Indian thought. Come on, yeah? Mantra, isn't it? Mantra is not just some random words. Mantra is something which by the power of sound and word can invoke, uh, uh, is it mandip? Yeah, yeah. huh, come, come, come inside. So, it's something which by the power of sound and word, we can call in the intervention of powers and forces which normally, ordinarily are not available to us. Alright? So, this is about sound, word and its power. So, what happens? The common use of this power can be in everyday life when we wish somebody good morning. We can do it like when I came in, we all said good morning, good evening to each other, right? Just for a moment we will concentrate and speak the same thing again. But with feeling in the heart. You will yourself feel the difference. So when we say, good morning, morning. morning, even if you don't use the word sir, do you feel a difference when we have uh, a feeling in the heart? First person who is benefited By saying good morning in a wonderful way With a good feeling in the heart Who is the first person who benefits? Who? Yes Ourselves Because we have originated Given birth to a beautiful impulse So very often people say that You know why should we do good? So then we have complicated laws of karma If you do good, good will come back to you Come back is much later No, because people say I don't know when it will come back But there is something which you get instantly And what is that you get instantly? Joy in the heart Yes, yes child Yes, we feel good Instantly we feel good It releases the energy of good within us Similarly when we say something which is not good i don't like to use the term bad because uh, i'm not too fond of this word but something not good or something harmful then what happens it releases the energy of harm within us so now we have added a third dimension to word there is the word out to speech word the sound and we have the feeling isn't it feeling is important then to that we can add a fourth dimension. See, just we are talking about speech. And that fourth dimension is the sense, the meaning. Isn't it? There is word, there is sound, there is feeling and there is meaning. So what what does it mean to have a meaning? Don't we all know when we say good morning? Right? But if I ask what does good mean? What does it mean when I say good morning? Yes, positive. And what would that be? What would be positive? Tell me few things which are good and positive. Yes, anything. So many things. Good can be that today I like I am satisfied. I had a good day it means free of any issues. That can be good. Any good? Yes. Any of you? Anything, one good thing which you wish should, which you would call good. Sometimes we say, No, I had a good day. What does it mean? When do you say that I had a good day? When you feel completely satisfied with the day, when you had good experience, the experience the day. Okay, when people are nice, kind, when you had this experience, what else would you call a good day? Yes? Yes. When you have done something productive, creative, wonderful. Yes. Anything else? Say. Yes, child. Something. Yes, you can see. When you have helped someone. Very good. Yes. Make you make friends. Yes, excellent. When you have friends. Yes, that's a good day. I had friends all around. Yes. Is that all? I am happy not to hear something. Nobody, none of you told that, you know, if today I get my pocket full of money, I will say it's a good day. I thought that, you know, people say that if they get a lot of money, it's good. Is it good to have a lot of money? It is, yes? Yes? Pleasure, Pleasure. wow. So now you are bringing in another dimension. Don't confuse good with pleasure pleasure had its place it has its place i'm not saying you shouldn't have pleasure but i'm simply saying and i'm glad you brought out there is a difference between pleasure and good meaning thereby all that is pleasurable is not always good there are certain pleasures which are okay there are certain pleasures which are not good there are certain pleasures which are harmful yes Yes, pleasure Now one distinction We will come to more distinctions Yes Well yes, of course That, but that's where You know we are drawing a line Where is the heart's content Supposing I go for A big pizza So it's a That's actually you have touched upon the same Issue that she's saying Of course, it's a nice feeling, definitely is it good? It's pleasure. pleasure. Why? What is the difference? Yeah? We are? You need money for the pizza. Okay, but supposing you have the money and you have the pizza. So, what is the difference? Uh, I'll first take him because he's the one who brought this issue. I'm glad you brought it out, yes. Stay longer; it gives you a good feeling for a longer time, and pleasure is short-lived. But that means it's just a quantitative difference. But is there a qualitative difference? Yes. Sir, you said that pleasure can be also good, not good, and bad. Harmful. Yes. So eating a pizza could be a good pleasure also. Fine. I mean, I be honest, I'm I'm, I have no uh, fixed ideas. I have not come with a set agenda. Oh, if they talk about pizza, I am going to tell them that, look, pizza is bad. You guys don't know. <laughs> no, not at all. That's why we are together exploring the domain of pleasure. Okay? But what's the problem with pleasure? Say, let me put it like this. If Yeah, okay. Short. Ah, now we come to another thing. The problem with pleasure is, it begins to, yes, it begins to create the sense of a want. And the moment you have a want, what starts within us? Pain, suffering, yes. Absolutely, you people seem to have mastered the Gita without reading. Absolutely true. I am amazed. Absolutely true that when we have pleasure... Now, let's make the distinction little more. Does it mean we shouldn't eat pizza? We should eat pizzas. If we like it, eat pizza. But instead of eating it with the sense of pleasure, we can eat it with the sense of good. What is the difference? As? And moderation. Wonderful. So, that's where I was saying, there can be pleasure, which is fine. When you do it in moderation, when you eat the pizza and do not allow... The pizza to eat you. I have this little um, sentence which I love to use. Uh, so I will share with you also. In life you will meet many situations. pleasure, Pleasant, painful, happy, sorrowful. But, and they will come and touch you. All of us have to go through many things. But just remember one thing. Don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed by anything. If you are overwhelmed, swept under it. Then it's dangerous Because then you know You don't know where you are being led So enjoy When you are taking your pizza By all means enjoy Why not? You know (laughs) Take a good pizza Eat in moderation Yes And if you are beginning to get craving and want Then something should buzz inside Maybe you know I need to set my clock right So want creates Unhappiness so that's the problem with pleasure Thrill rains off Creates a want Because it hits you And then you seek it again After a while That does not satisfy you You want newness You get bored of the same pizza So you want another pizza Then new pizza Then then you have tried everything in one shop So you are looking for another shop Then a third shop So As long as you You have to draw a line yourself And it can apply to anything Because that's how addictions come into play a simple thing like whatsapp it's very it's good by all means we need mobiles i have one in my pocket and i'm sure all of you have <laughs> huh or maybe uh, maybe now you are not allowed <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay we all have but if it overwhelms us what is the difference between let's say that you are in charge of the mobile and the mobile is in charge of you what is the difference i have caught myself number of times that oh am i is the mobile overwhelming me yes Yes. yes, tell me. Good. Every time a notification comes, I need to take it out and check it. Excellent. Wonderful. What's your name? Huh? Chuba yeah. So beautifully you are hiding inside but you have come up with something very interesting. So if notifications come, we want to check, the urge to check. That means I am getting overwhelmed. I may be speaking to someone and I want to take out and see it. Okay. But if you are not speaking to someone, nobody is around and you want to see something, it's it's a different thing altogether. But if I need to check it, frequently, you know, somebody is around or another instance of being overwhelmed by the mobile. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Like when you are walking on the road. So you are giving it more importance than your whole life. Yeah. Sometimes we give more importance than our relationships. We are sitting, but we are all on WhatsApp, isn't it? Yes? Yeah. So when we you know begin to do that, then we are being overwhelmed. So again, the difference between things can be pleasure and good. Or if you get a mail, let's say, or a WhatsApp message, and you want to instantly reply. Sometimes have you noticed that someone uh, tells you something maybe not too good and you want to instantly reply. And if you wait for some time, you will see that the response begins to change. Isn't it? So, it's always good to just hold back a little. So, this is about pleasure and good. So, we can... When we have good in mind then we are not just wishing that you have a good pizza today we are wishing something more than that yes i to say you can figure out the text and expect yes that's it very true but at the same time if you reply instantly because somebody else expect me to reply instantly then i am binding myself Losing my freedom and autonomy and being driven by other people's choices. You get the point? I want to be driven by my choices, not by needs of others. This is… We have to address society's rules. Yeah, yeah, of course. But without being overwhelmed, of course we should. I I quite agree with you that we should not, we should be… And there are some moments when you need to reply urgently. Somebody is in distress, by all means… But just because somebody expects, you can wait to reply after an hour. And if, and honestly, if somebody expects you to be instantly replying to them, that means the person is not considerate enough to understand that your life is not just meant for Mr. or Miss X, isn't it? There are many things in your life, many areas, many persons, many, all of them need to be addressed. Okay, I am sharing this because I also need answers, you know. I am overwhelmed with mails and all these things. (laughs) So, I am happy because sometimes we need to reply, yes. Sometimes we need to set a time when we say we will reply. Some replies have to go instantly if you have checked it. it. Yes, so there is a solution for that. And I have told this to my friends, maybe you can, you know, say that. If there is something urgent please call up. I I understand. This is an issue which I have faced. That somebody has whatsapped me and I have not checked it. So after four hours I have seen and the whatsapp message was, please hold on, I am coming in five minutes. Now you know, how do I? (laughs) It has happened three times. Same thing. Please hold on. Now, luckily, I didn't check. I didn't hold on. But the person came and probably he didn't know that I have not checked after four hours I have seen. And the message is so absurd. I said, why is he coming in five minutes? So when I go back to the time and I see, oh my God, it's about that time. So probably, you know, uh, this is very true because nowadays we take it for granted that when we do a WhatsApp, the person will check instantly. But maybe it's a good idea to understand. And even in our social behavior, we need to understand that maybe the person will not check. If there is an urgency, please call by all means. That's what the phone is meant for. I I agree that WhatsApp is, once you have the internet, it's free. (laughs) All right, make a WhatsApp call. (laughs) But we must understand the other person's also needs. The other person may be busy doing something else and that's the advantage of mail and WhatsApp that it lies with you and you can... Phones are best used for urgent conversation. Isn't it? Okay, but we have not completed this good part. I want to understand what is the greatest good. So many good things. but What is the highest good that you can conceive of? Which we can wish when we say good morning. Highest good. What do you think is the highest good that a person can experience? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Being of good to someone... Alright, anything else? Highest good, still. Let me put it like this. We'll take that issue of helping others. Supposing somebody needs money and um, I give money. And, or let's put it like this. A person gives money to someone. Another person gives peace to someone. Third person gives knowledge to someone. Which is a greater one in terms of hierarchy? I am yeah, glad you are saying this. Yes, all of them are equally
1: good. But how?
0: It depends on, uh, see, your uh, first one is money. It, uh, the person might be needing uh, money or three of medical emergency or something. Uh, yes. Second one was? Peace. Peace, peace is always Universally good. good. Universal so, good. money is conditionally good peace is universally good. Can we draw that conclusion? That if somebody needs money for an emergency surgery, it's good to give money. But peace is something always needed. So between the two, which would be a better option? Peace. That's it. I agree. Sometimes we need to give money. There are people who need money and we, need, we can give money. Nothing wrong with that. So there are various kinds of help. But before... Yeah, I'll just come to that. But just one more thing. Now can help because you have brought it out... Is helping someone always good? I'm just making it a little bit, you know, off spin, leg spin. Yeah? Helping someone, helping. Yes. Is it always good? Always good. Okay, yeah? Yes, so helping someone always whether the person needs or not or disproportionately to one's need can create dependency. And dependency is never good. Right? It takes away your own impulse to live. It takes away your own joy. I am so, you are the master ceremony. <laughs> you can take the wall wall support. There is lovely children sitting out there. no wall. Okay? So, helping someone can be good if there is a need and in proportion to the need. Which is all, sometimes very difficult to, you know, determine. Like for instance beggars. Should you give money to beggars? Who is so clear about it? Yeah, okay, good. By and large I accept that. Yeah, because why? Why? It depends. A lot of times people may need it. Yes. Not only that, it can become a breeding ground for crime. You know how? Recently in Pondicherry this was happening. You may have read the news. There was It's a very interesting story. So in Pondicherry, there are already enough beggars. Then when tourists come, a lot of beggars also come. They come from neighboring places. So there was a gang war between beggars. Can you beat it? Now the beggars who had come from outside. They were harassing the tourists. And so the local beggar said We don't do that These guys are doing it It's, It's funny but it's true And then the crime part comes in Where they Two ways the crime comes One because one gets You know easy money Gets used to easy money So when there is no money through begging One resorts to stealing Because you know one wants easy money Second is That sometimes they steal children Because they want to Beg because of children You know So, now, you know, people begin to find. So, begging is not only bad, I mean, because it pauperizes their energy, it takes away the incentives and the motives, but also, because it can breed crime. Yes? It actually creates a market. It creates a market, it's a profession. That's right. Now, that takes us to another subtler thing. That, you know, helping indiscriminately may not be the greatest good. Now, People who get easy money, we have just agreed upon this that we shouldn't just give easy money to just anybody, isn't it only when there is a need uh because difficulties bring out what do difficulties bring out from us yes, they bring out why why don't you give him easy money why why do you want somebody to go through difficulty the challenge and yes? But why Why shouldn't there be a magic wand And everybody gets money Yes What else (laughs) Okay Challenges make you live Yes Absolutely Excellent When you face challenges and difficulties What happens There is growth All growth is through challenge so, when we speak about good, good is not just easy things. Good is sometimes the ability to face challenges. So, when we face challenges, we grow. And it's good to face challenges. It's, it's, it's a cause for li- living, as you rightly say. It makes you feel alive. It does not take away your energy. Your best comes out when you face challenges. Yes. Yes, uh, teach Teach him how to fish. fish and he will live for a life, he will earn for a lifetime, absolutely. So we have come to what really is good, good is not making things easy, good is not just simply pleasant but good is ultimately the greatest good is in growing through all the challenges of life and when we speak about peace and knowledge, they are among the greatest good that mankind can. So when we say that good morning we can put in a little thought may your day be full of peace. Isn't it? May you be able to face the challenges of life with the right attitude. Not that you should have no challenges. Then we are making a person bigger. See what happened during the Gita war. What does Krishna tell Arjuna? He doesn't say no no don't fight the war. It's You are my friend. I don't want you to go through all this. That's what we sometimes expect of God. No, Why doesn't he make life easy for us? Isn't it? Because he doesn't want us to become like beggars. What does he want of us? To become heroes. Beggars want things easily. Get it easily, lose it easily. Also we don't value it. But heroes, they take up the challenge of life. And take it head on. Which is more inspiring? A life of heroism or an easy life? Um, Inspiring. Yes. Yes, I understand, though it is not always true. Hardship can create both things in you either you will break down or you will rise to great heights. Criminal Yes criminal In the true sense of the word What we can call as evil Wickedness That is not because of the Challenges of life There are plenty of people I can tell you Who have uh, Who are facing challenges But they don't take to crime But crime Now you are taking to a very different dimension And it's so true There are people Who have lot of money Who Are criminals And not only criminals The Godfather of Criminals. Have you read this novel? Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. You know how the first criminals were created. You know how the how they attract crime. Now, since you have touched upon it, it's interesting. So we'll just touch upon it. See. Have you heard the story of Duryodhana and Karna? So, that is much before Godfather came into existence. Okay, So, Duryodhana knew the psychology of crime. So, what does Duryodhana do? He saw that Karna wants a kingdom. He is always looking for recognition. He is an ambitious man. So, to capitalize on this, he gave him a kingdom. He said, I will give you a kingdom. You will become a first a crown prince, then a king. So, Karna is very happy. But what was an undercurrent of that uh, Duryodhana's bargain? He knew that this is the fellow who can neutralize one of my arch rivals who is Arjuna. So he had bought him over. He didn't use the word bought him." I am buying you. He said I am being friendly but he had bought him over. This is how crime comes. One of the reasons is that somebody gets easy money. First there is the lure of money. Then, or a lure of position. You know why many criminals do crime? Because it gives them, they are in nexus with politicians and you know, they, they can always take the name. You know, I am connected to so and so. So, it, it's easy money, not the challenge of life. If, in fact, if they knew how to take the challenge of life, they would prefer the road less travelled. The difficult way, isn't it? It is precisely the seeking for quick buck. For pleasure, for instant gratification, inability to delay your satisfaction, that creates a criminal. Inability to control your impulses, that creates a criminal. Okay? That's, though in films they show it like that. Um, since you're, since you're about and about, um, what is it um, that you use the term? Superheroes okay okay fine I have I have I have read it I've heard a few superheroes stories recently. Yeah. yeah So I go the comics. Yes. Uh we talked about the Joker. He was left by his wife, therefore he became a medium important story. Therefore he became he he became a female bus fine who square. Uh who is this guy? But he, he won't be a superhero. Yeah, he's a, a supervillain. In in superhero comics, you have a supervillain and, and you have a superhero. So superhero is typically that person who takes the challenge. The, uh, the Joker, he was, uh, one punch man. I know one superhero. Recently I have heard the comics, so I don't know about it. But essentially, yeah, I get your point, that when you are faced with a challenge, you may want an easy way out. Life throws a challenge. And the easy way out is to gain that. I understand what you are saying in another context also. Sometimes people do undertake rigorous, what we can call as tapasya or effort, to get a lot of powers. Because your superhero and supervillain is reminding me of something else. But to turn it to evil ends. That's a special category. Not the ordinary criminal. That is called in India as Asuras. You know like Ravana. He did lot of penance. By all means he didn't, have, he didn't get things easily. But he got all this to satisfy his personal ends. So just to put it in another context. Yeah I will come to that. But just to complete this. So there is another thing which causes criminality. Or Asuric Impulse. Those who wish to live only for themselves and themselves and themselves and themselves. And those who take into consideration that others are there, they have a right to live and my life also means life living for others like helping etc. They take another route. What is the difference? What is that quality missing in somebody who it will be a good synthesis. Just think about it. Somebody who wants to live only for oneself, and somebody who feels that I should also help others and live for others. What is the essential quality missing in the first one? Yes? Selfless. Selflessness. Selflessness. Very good. But how does selflessness, what is that quality called? Yes. Good. Um, not exactly selflessness, but I respect. Also. Respect also. They all come from what? Root quality From which we extend for other, into Empathy. others Yes? Empathy. Empathy Now you are coming closer Empathy, sympathy and love. Absolutely I am so happy I heard this magic word Love Many criminals are born because they have not experienced love They don't know what the power of love is And to bring them back, you need a power of love. But not just ordinary love. It needs, the more hardened, the greater the power of love that is needed. And that is another way to understand the story of Ramayana. As a story of love. Where Sita is trying to change Ravana's heart. But I will not get into that because it is a different domain altogether. Okay? But power of love. So, if you want a society to be free of criminals, all of us must unleash from within us the power of love. Actually, now you have touched that high peak which I was waiting for. The greatest good is love. Do you think civilization is suffering because of that? What do people suffer because of lack of love? What is love exactly? I don't need it. You just let children have what exactly is love can somebody i know it can't be defined but still let's let's try yes what exactly is love this mysterious wonderful all of you agree it's 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 something wonderful yes a strong feeling of affection for someone or something okay affection for someone or something i am glad you included thing so love is not just between two human beings but it extends to non human creatures it extends to things and objects anything else yes what is the basic difference what does love make you do hm self forgetfulness hmm? Self-forgetfulness. Self-forgetfulness, yes you don't think of yourself when you love somebody now you know the difference When you say I am in love but you are thinking about yourself now you are smiling, you got it. Isn't it? Then it may not be love maybe just dependency a craving a want so many things. But when you think about the other person when you forget yourself and the other person is important to you when you care when you extend yourself into another Then it's called love And there are all the shades in between One is extremely I think only of myself And the other is where I think of Yes Yes Yes, Love involves sacrifice But I will put a prefix before it It's a joyous sacrifice It's because The difference is, see When I sacrifice in love Thinking I will get something after this Then I am playing Ala duryodhana I am giving a part of my kingdom, but I am expecting. Wait for my turn. You know, there are people who do that. They will give money, everything, but they are actually buying you over. You don't think, you feel they are actually loving me, but they are not loving. So, sacrifice joyous. Something like the way parents can, you know, do it for children. That They are happy about whatever they are doing. If it's painful, by the way, I would not even call it sacrifice. It's anything but sacrifice in the original sense, the word used in Sanskrit is yagya, is something which is given joyously. It's a joyous offering, a joyous giving. If there is pain, I mean, would you want somebody to do something for you when the person is experiencing pain? None of us will like it, no? By its nature, sacrifice is something which is joyous. The joy of giving For the joy of giving Not for what you may get in return So love at its highest is The joy of giving For the joy of giving If you can touch this point in your life Even one moment I must say you are extremely Extremely privileged and fortunate It means that today is really a good day If for one moment you have felt Anyone has felt I I mean all of you are so wonderful I won't be surprised if you have felt For one moment Joy of giving for the joy of giving Not because what you may get in return Or have you experienced Heard any story, seen somewhere, anything Yes, can you tell me Share it. Yes Wow I am so glad I am sure many, yes Wow, Joy of giving for the joy of giving. There are many examples. It can go to the highest. Yes. That is the power of love. Which means, if I have to bring out this energy from within me, how do I bring it out now? We have reached this point. Diagnosed the main disease which is creating criminals, which is creating unhappiness. I may add, a lot of unhappiness is simply because there is lack of love. Which we... Then try to compensate by eating a good pizza. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your pizza. I mean, I like it. I am not speaking about that. But I mean, I have my own food fats. But uh, all that I mean is this energy of love must be brought out. Then you will get joy. Pure joy. Unadulterated joy. How to bring it out? There is the solution. Practice giving something. So I am modifying helping with giving. Is a difference between helping and giving. <laughs> helping is egoistic movement. Giving is a spontaneous movement. Yes. So it's like the difference and yes. Oh wow. Wonderful. Difference between sympathy and empathy. Many, I mean, would you please clarify that. I agree with you. There is a difference between sympathy and empathy. You have heard it right. Shall I slightly modify? Empathy first. Empathy is putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Yes. Sympathy is I am standing here and I say, yeah, it may be biting you. I don't quite know what it means. You know, or what it... That's... thank you. Yeah, Yes. Is, you feeling? And yes. Uh, sympathy is, uh, like, so, which means that sympathy is when I am still... There is a separation I'm, There is a distance between me and you Which I am trying to bridge somehow By some kind of a extrapolation But empathy is when I become you I identify Therefore I know So love is the tremendous power of identifying You can know anything by the power of love And can you give some examples in creation You know there are so many examples of love Yes Rivers Flowers Stars Sun That fellow loves us so much Sometimes we are irritated by too much love We say it is too hot He continues to give heat and warmth Rivers we throttle them No we keep throwing Still it continues to give us water Mother earth We throw everything She doesn't heat us back I read a very beautiful thing, you know, a few days back and I would like to share. It's very inspiring. You know, you should walk as if your feet are kissing the earth. It's a nice thought, no? That's love. How do we walk? We walk very unconsciously. What is the tradition of India when we go on the stage? What do we do? Why do you touch the stage? Why? Anything else? Respect. Respect. Anything else? A dancer touching the floor. You know what is the sense behind it? That look, now I am going to dance. Maybe my feet will be hard on you. So I am just telling you in advance, help me, support me. It is done with love, not with any anger and violence. Yes. yes Yes You are trespassing You are going to do something which We don't know whether it will be able to You know how she will take it So which means We come back to one more thing You spoke of love as to something So how do you love something When you treat it as something Living not just non-living object. You are extending onto an object as if, as if it is conscious. So you give yourself, take care of everything. So that more or less kind of you know, sums it up. So when we say good morning, it will be... We wish and pray that we release the energy of love in everyone. And in Indian thought there is a very nice word... Which is used for good, but in its higher sense. You know the word? It's called Kalyana. Kalyana Shraddha. Heard the word Kalyan? Kalyanamastu. Kalyan means the greatest good. When you wish somebody Kalyana, it's not just pleasure, easy money, momentary satisfactions, immediate success, but the greatest good may happen to you. Okay? So, anything from you, children? Yeah? Conscience? Okay. Right yes, very good. Right and wrong. Let's start with you. Right and wrong, are they relative or are they absolute? Let me ask, start with this. Let me give an example Yes They are relative In what sense Let me give a concrete example To make it very clear When a two year old child Starts beating his mama And say I am very angry with you You are a bad mama Do you call it Evil or bad You just teach him He's is ignorant he doesn't know But if a twenty year old child does it Then what do you call it Why do you call it wrong? Because he is no more ignorant. So, right and wrong changes as you grow in your consciousness. What is wrong at one phase may not be wrong in another consciousness. What is right in one phase may not be right in another. Like for example, when you give money to beggars. It may be right at one state of consciousness where you are just learning to give to somebody. You have not allowed, you have not become so conscious that you know what it means, it will pauperize them. But when you have become conscious, when you have grown and you give money, now the same act is no more right. Give some more examples. I'll ask you something which uh, I'm sure you'll connect with. Is beating a child because the child is not studying, or for any damn reason is it right or is it wrong huh so much time wrong. wrong say jor se bolo wrong. wrong yes parents say it is right why is beating wrong yes lot of the way out beat beat into obedience most children will revolt. It's the easier way out. They they imagine it's the easier way out. But apart from its inefficacy, what is the problem if you beat a child? is no. We are helping the child. The child is he'll become a good boy. It generates anger anger. Okay, one it generates anger. Second, it not anger. okay, you are yes you should allow errors, but something else. Anger, anger is one. What else you are giving when you beat a child You are giving anger One Second He, lose interest in that. he? he lose interest. He'll lose interest Something else somebody said this side Aggressions He said that anger Another thing fear One is the child may revolt or the child may become very timid Both reactions So what happens when you Inject anger and fear in a relationship to a person, leave a relationship. To a person, does it degrade the consciousness or it makes the consciousness, degrades. So everything has to be seen right and wrong from the perspective of consciousness. Something which makes your consciousness grow and expand, which will depend on the stage, it is good. Something which degenerates the consciousness, again which will depend on the stage, it is bad. There is a story about Swami Vivekananda. Somebody came and told him that I want to renounce the world. So what did Swami, Swami Vivekananda tell him? You know, a very interesting reply. He said, alright, go to the world, earn one lakh rupees, then come and renounce. Why did he say this? He was himself a sannyasi. He should have been very happy. One more sannyasi to the battalion of sannyasis. Why did he say this? Because he saw that behind his impulse for renunciation there is the need for an easy way out of life. He does not want to meet the challenge of life. There is tamas. So he is not encouraging tamas. He is in fact telling him to go and earn money. Rajas. Go and earn money. It means... Be ambitious, strange no? But right, because for that man this is required, got it? So it depends on the stage of evolution, what is good at one stage is not good at another, so right and wrong are relative. But ultimately there is one thing where we stop the distinction and we enter into something like an absolute of these things. So, this, this criteria, have you is it clear? Can we apply this in all situations? Right and wrong? We, we had this movie, Pink. Have any of you watched this movie? Yes, yes. Yeah, Pink. So, you know, there they have not shown this dilemma. But if I ask you, if somebody is married and the wife says no, is it no or no? Is it right or wrong? If she says no and the husband forces says yes it's wrong. I am glad all of you get it. So right and wrong are not legal issues. Okay? Legally husband may say it's my right but you understand with an awakened consciousness it's wrong because if she says no it's wrong. Okay? Okay? I'll make it a little more complex. Two people love each other. Do they have a right to live together or they don't have a right to live together? Yeah, tell freely, frankly. We are just discussing. Yeah. It's a ground of truth. So don't, you know, be hesitant. We are not talking society. We are talking about truth. Yes? Somebody said? Right. Provided there is love yes so that's that's right you know you know it inside but from a social point of view it is wrong not always, not always right no social point of view it is wrong now society is changing <laughs> which means right and wrong the criteria is not legal the criteria is not society the criteria is not even religion Within you, what will decide what is right and wrong? You used a word called conscience. I wouldn't <laughs> use the word conscience. Conscience is often a mental construct. We are told certain things are right, certain things are wrong. We put life into brackets. But you can see that right and wrong is a very, you have to be very plastic. So right and wrong is based on whatever you are doing. Is it an expression of the truth of your being? See your point? If you love somebody truly and you live together, it's fine. If it's just a facade, mask, it's like you are very nice smiling outside to someone but inside you are nurturing a grudge. So, what are you doing? You're not indulging in truth. Yes? Yes. Yeah, fine, either ways. Either ways. I quite agree with you. You can get married. You may not get married. For various reasons, some people may not like to get married. The point is that what is important is what is inside you. If your external life is an expression of what is inside you, truly inside you, then there is an element of truth in it. And it is truth that decides whether something is right or wrong Now it's very very difficult I must tell you It's not so easy to know what is truth inside Because there are many kinds of masks Which will come Desire will come and say "Ah, I, I, You know so and so is my soulmate, So and so is meant for me So you have to look carefully That's why there is experimentation Error in life You, you said something very interesting You may have forgotten You said something very nice because you don't allow children the space or something like that. Because, yeah, yeah, they, you, children, through errors we learn, we discover something which is truer, deeper, because life is a constant learning. Okay? The same attitude we should have towards parents, by the way, okay? Okay, don't put them also into a rigid bracket. They also make mistakes, they grow, they learn. Alright? So, To discover this truth is of fundamental importance if we want to know right and wrong. Ultimately, right and wrong are relative, but what is not relative is truth and falsehood. They are the last, you will stop there. You can be above right and wrong, but you cannot be above truth. Understand the difference between the two? You can either be in truth or you can be in falsehood. But you can be above right and wrong. That's how in the Gita, Sri Krishna tells Arjuna to go above the sense or the duality of right and wrong and listen to the truth. So he gives a whole way of life by which you can discover truth. And at the end of it Krishna tells Arjuna I have told you what I have to tell you. You see what you feel inside and act according to that. Because ultimately Sri Krishna is leading Arjuna to what is his real calling. Now you see why Arjuna is wrong He is doing a good thing no? He is, not, he is refusing to kill Because it is not his truth He is doing it Out of All kinds of social feelings Maybe also that he will be regarded as a nice guy He sacrificed Sometime we do that I will be a nice guy in the eyes of others If I renounce people will say oh, What a great warrior He has become a wandering monk. Understand how subtle truth can be? That that is not his truth. His truth as a Kshatriya is to fight for what is true and noble and good. And he must fight. So what does Sri Krishna do? He reminds him of his own truth. Yeah, you were saying something? (laughs) <laughs> you, can, you can say he is a trickster you can say tricks yeah yes. yes correct so very true we love our families why should we fight i agree so we should ask our defense forces to pack up their bags they all love their families Think about it this way. Imagine the man standing on the... You know what is some of the verses of the Gita are written... When you go to Nathula Peak. I don't know whether you have gone or not. Gang talk. Uh, My friend Mandip knows. He is also from the Air Force. You know, it's very inspiring. So, imagine a soldier... (coughs) Standing in Doklam or on the borders. Yesterday, you know, some have died. Says, I love my family... I should not fight. Also, the guys across the border are my family who have been lost. I should not fight. So, what will happen in the bargain? Yeah, we'll come. But just the first step what happens when he doesn't fight? He's a good guy. But what happens to the collective good? Individually, he has earned his name in, you know, all Pakistanis will say good. All the Swamiji's uh, who believe in renunciation of this kind will say, "Very good, apostle of non-violence." But what happens in the bargain to many? Yes. Yes. But what happens is we don't trust the person. Not only that, is that. That is one part. It's not about trust. You may trust, but the other person is not trustworthy. There are things like that. But let me put it like that. Is there something greater than family? What if, let us say, family says that you should earn money by hook or crook because it's your job to look after me. Should you do it? No. So family can be wrong. Family cannot be the last unit. Is there something greater than family? Yes. Yes of course our own life is always great I agree But something greater than family Yes Even beyond Before that Something much simpler If you have to balance between the interest of the family And the interest of Mankind Larger good What would you value more Larger good I am not using the word nation I know a lot of us don't like it Yeah But definitely we will agree that the interest of mankind is better than the interest of... If the two are clashing. If the two are not clashing, very good. But when the two are clashing, we are called upon to choose the interest of the greater good. And you know there is a beautiful term in the Gita. The interest of the greater good. It's called Lok sangraharth. You must act first as an expression of your true self. As somebody said, Kshatriya. Must fight for what is good and noble Regardless of even if the family is against And if he feels that the family is indulging in something Ignoble he must stand against Number one So as a Kshatriya he must fight Because it's a just and right battle To start with Second you must fight To defend those who depend on you Third you must fight For a cause which is just And sublime Even if you die in the process of Because death It's better to die nobly than to live, you know, like a weak coward. Okay, so there are. Then you must fight if mankind can evolve through that and there is a strong obstacle like Hitler, strong obstacle like ISIS, strong obstacle to the march of mankind. So you must fight. It's dangerous for, you know, this kind of a grouping to run over mankind. So, you must fight. So, there are instances where fighting is right. And of course, there are many instances where it's wrong. To fight for selfish cause, selfish sense, obviously wrong. Yes? So, we were having this discussion. Like, if uh, there is a train and there are two tracks. One, one you have your uh, helmet, mm. and father. you tell me the answer what would you do what should you do what What would What would you do No. what should you do what would you do is different first we should see what should you do impersonally that's why it's so difficult to know truth what should you do actually i have heard this story in a different way I can tell you what I do. yes what do i okay what would you do i would not do anything. and i think i will go on my family's track okay you will go on your family's track means you let the train go on the family track no i will go and stand on my family's track why would you do that what? you must save your life at least you know if i understand that i understand you won't do any but it's a it's a genuine dilemma Okay, you will do that. Yes. Um, in this case itself, i probably go save my family. Yeah, I, I, that's why I made a distinct... Yeah, will be yeah. For a while, yeah. But my parents will always be there. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I said. What you would do is one thing. What you should do is another thing. That is the big problem in knowing truth. What we would do is normally a habitual conditioning. Where does family begin and family stop? Can I ask that? What about your friends who love you? Are they not part of your being? Are they not important? So let me put this in a different way. On one side there is your family, your cousins. I am making it a little more palatable. On the other track are your friends. Now tell me, yes. No, no, no! I said cousins on one side; there are friends on the other. Ah, now it's obvious. You got it? What I am saying, trying to tell you, there is something. So we have a family of our birth, all right? But this is another family of our choice. Friends are not from birth. Friends are your choice. Do you think they're not important and special? You've chosen. Yeah, anyone thinks friends are not important or special? Yes? Yes? I think the example is the greater person. Yeah? Um, friends are very important, so is family. Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, yeah okay, family. family, yes. So they are both family. Both family, but in my opinion, the greater good would be family. Okay. Anyone else differs? In fact, I am saying friends are also family. Why not? What is family? family. They are family. Related by blood. So exactly. So when we come to related by blood, you know what we are tending towards? Next step will be related by blood, related by my genes, related by my surname, related by my clan, my tribe. This is the problem with Arjuna. He cannot extend himself beyond clan and tribe. That's what he says literally. My clan, my tribe. So it will take us towards... On one side is the world where there are tribes. On another side there is a world where there is... Whole world is one family. I understand. It's not easy choice. And I, that's why I have not... I have told you don't use the word would. Would. is a different thing. Should. So, on one side, there is family by birth, related by blood, language, custom, tradition. On the other side, there is family, even I mean, family which is not connected by blood. Though greater good is something still different. Greater good has nothing to do with this. Okay? Greater good would be on one side, there are all those super villains. That's what Mahabharata's dilemma is about. And on the one side there are people who may not be superheroes but are nice guys who if they survive they can really do good. That is the dilemma. You get the point. So Gita's dilemma is this. Survival and victory of Kauravas would mean perpetuation of the reign of deceit and treachery and all the things You know it's A kingdom where your own bhabi is not safe Can you imagine What that kingdom would be On the other side Victory of the Pandava side It's not about their brother it Means The Possibility of dharma Because Yudhisthi is a truthful man Two times Once he tells half a lie And he is so tormented <laughs> So He is a nice guy If he wins It would have been ideal If there was no war That's what Krishna tries but if there is a war Then If let us say I have neither Yudhishthir nor No love lost for either Then I would say that it is better that The good guy survives And takes over The reins of the kingdom That is the dilemma of Arjuna And the greater good lies in Yudhishthir's victory Or the victory of the Pandavas Arjuna happens to be their brother I mean it is It is good that he is their brother He may not have been, in which case also Sri Krishna would have told him the same thing. Even if he was alone and the other four brothers were on the other side, Sri Krishna would tell him the same thing. Yes. On the contrary, peace comes when you widen yourself. Okay? When you lose your family... While doing a greater good I can assure you that Despite the initial shock Which may hit you Initial shock Momentary shock You will experience A peace as you have never known And all those who have done this Extended beyond themselves You know that is what is the energy of love You have yourself said Energy of love is to go beyond yourself Beyond myself is also beyond the family maybe beyond even humanity to something still greater we don't know about that but definitely when you extend beyond yourself it brings peace paradoxically you know there are very interesting instances during the Kargil war one of the war heroes had no business to save his friend but he pulled his friend who was shot and saved him in the bargain he got shot and died he had a family and he had you know why do people do that because they do experience a state of exaltation heard of Arun Khetrapal the man who at 19 the young boy I think he got Arjun Chakra or Paramveer Chakra. Chakra who went and fought with the, against all these patent tanks throwing grenades going when he is being asked to come back He also had a family His parents They felt the loss But they felt extremely proud Look Everybody has one life They are proud that My son died a noble death And I can assure you If ever a child Sacrifices his life doing something really good Parents do feel the personal loss No doubt about it But they also feel the sense of greatness all their life, which they would have never got had the child just continued to live one lot of money being a Harvard professor. Because that is something which is uncomparable. Right? So normally, yes, family. But know that there is a larger family. We should not limit the family only to blood relative. There is a family of blood relative, there is a family of common interest, there is a family where there is emotional. Togetherness, there is a family of spiritual togetherness, many levels of family exist. I'll give you one small example as a final one. When we get married, when you get married one day, okay, all of you, will your husband be a blood relative or not? If you are called upon to make a choice, between your parents and your husband what will be the criteria on which you will choose? Blood relation or something else? I am not saying you should choose blindly either. What is that something else? Okay. That is very personal criteria more like yeah, yeah, may or may not. What if, uh, let me make it even more, uh, probably reverse it like that. Let me put it that the husband has to make a choice between the wife's good and the parents' good, and he tells the wife, which could be you or you or any of you, look, you know what, my parents are after all my blood relative. I got to listen to them and be on their side even if they beat you. And ask for dowry I am sorry they are my blood relatives Yeah Absolutely But the husband doesn't want to leave He says no I am doing What would you say He will say I am doing right by your criteria I am looking after my family who is my blood relative And my parent their love is undiminished They is the best What would you tell him You can leave him that is alright What would you tell him How would you counsel him or somebody else came to you that you know my husband and husband says well naturally you know my parents are my blood relatives they ask for dowry is they right they are always right what would you do yes I think you should have have out the, the family and the that they have to be always right. exactly that's absolutely that's where we are Truth is greater than family. That's exactly the point we had already reached. No family, nobody can be greater than truth. If truth is with your husband, be by your husband like a solid rock. Or with your wife. If truth is not with him, leave him by all means if you wish to. Okay, so truth is more important. Good is more. So collective march of mankind means that. The criteria cannot be family. In normal circumstances, I agree, you know, we all take care of our families. Should take care, it's a duty to do that. But when there are dilemmas, when there are choices to be made, it cannot just be that my family, my parents are always right. They may ask for dowry and you all belong to today's generation. That's how the previous generation thought. My parents asking for dowry, they brought me up, they love me, they have every right, they care for me. It's okay if they have asked for dowry. Is it a good thing? Not a good thing. That's it. Got that? So, I am not saying you shouldn't love your family. Love your family. But if there is a choice between your family and the greater good and truth, choose truth and good. They may feel bad, but they will evolve. If you side with them, they will feel good, like pleasure, but they will not evolve. And evil will continue to be perpetuated in society And to evolve and grow is what is meant by the march of mankind Collective march Okay So shall we call it a day, it's seven And say good day Yeah Yeah Have a beautiful life Very beautiful life Full of truth and love And beauty And harmony and peace Alright Alright Buen apetite.